0: I really appreciate what he said about Stefan Diggs and that he can win vertically, but it's not necessarily his strength. And when you think about some of the dynamics of this offense that you know Ken Dorsey wants with the vertical passing game, the lack of a true burner, right, in that regard is, is something that I think is, is missing and with
2: Joe Marino of the Draft Network and Lockdown Bill's podcast. We talked to him a little over an hour ago. You can find that if you go back. He was commenting on something Greg Cosell said on One Bills Live with uh, Chris and Steve. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. Wednesday. Yep. Have any Wednesday routines? Nice out again.
4: Um, It is kind of nice. The sun's been out lately. The garbage goes out for me Wednesday night. Is that a routine? I have boxing on Wednesdays. Okay. And that's about it, I think. Otherwise, it's like any other day.
2: Yeah, I don't think I have anything really on Wednesdays that I can think of. We're gearing up for a two year old birthday twin birthday party this weekend. What does gearing up entail? Presents? <laughs> gearing up and yeah, entails some presents and something arriving to the house or three somethings every single day that are more okay. theme based decorations, toys, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. Twins turn two on Saturday. Nice. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. What do we what are, what are we doing? We clowns
4: Are we still doing clowns at parties? No, Joe. Ball pits? No, we got a theme, though.
2: The theme is to the moon. To the moon. Okay,
4: so space? Space. Good. Like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My son is obsessed with the moon. He loves the moon. Okay. Loves it. Does he just, like, last night would have been good for that. Loves the moon. Loves seeing it outside. Yeah. If it's not outside, put it on the TV. Loves the moon. Does he talk about wanting to be an astronaut already? Not yet. He can't say astronaut, but I wouldn't put it
4: it's I wouldn't coming. put it that far out. Yeah. I went to a one-year-old birthday party in last summer that was safari themed. You gotta have the theme. You gotta have the theme. Safari theme was fun. What would you wear to a s to a moon? Like Safari's easy, right? Like you get the you get the hat. There, there are like different like uh hiking type clothes you can wear that kind of fit for that. What would I wear to a, a kid's astronaut party or moon party? Sure You'd have you to could, get really creative. You could find, like, clothing that is looks like space, a galaxy. I'd want to put, like, uh, can I, like, somehow arrange a metal bowl helmet
2: that I could wear? I could, sure. I can grab the, the puke bowl. Wear but, that as a helmet. You could? Yeah. You could. It is um, Wednesday. You, we're going to get something. Oh, Tomorrow. So tomorrow, we might get Diggs news as of tomorrow evening?
4: So he is going to be on The Shop, which is LeBron James and Maverick Carter's um, show on HBO that has different athletes in, barbershop, forum. These guys are always saying things on that show that you don't typically hear them talking or saying in other broadcast mediums. This is where Tom Brady said that I couldn't believe they kept this bleeping guy yep. about free agency and whatnot. So often you'll get more on this show than you'll get other places. So, Diggs is going on tomorrow.
2: So this is an opportunity then for Diggs to talk about loving the Bills, talk sure. about loving Josh Allen, sure. talk about playoff disappointment. He can – Did you see his Instagram post yesterday? He's got – Listen, I, I, he's before, got – Before you tell me what he said, go ahead, go ahead. I will say – I am paying as much attention to Stefan Diggs' Instagram as I am the XFL. That, Which is, which is I see a guessing. lot of people talking about it, and uh-huh. I think, I don't think I have to care.
4: Yeah. All right, that's, and that's fine. I you might, you might lose your mind if you were following his social media beginning to end and trying to figure out what he's talking about every single time.
2: My wife. But like, he's very cryptic. She showed me he posted something, and in there was some reference to him posting things to see people go crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure,
4: maybe. Yeah, he he, he even maybe, maybe had a tweet yesterday that would go to that. But he tweet he he tweeted a video with I think it was a pastor talking about like when you're making a transition from one stage to the next, and like do you, when you're dissatisfied with where you are, like kind of talk like that, and everyone wanting to read into that. Mm-hmm. He what did he tweet yesterday? He had some tweets that could again every time he tweets it's. This really probably doesn't mean anything, but if I think about it for more time than I should, I could make it mean something. So, he tweeted, where is it? Control your response to things sent to destroy your peace. Protect your peace. Uh, there was another one. There, there's, there's a bunch of them. But tomorrow, either way, tomorrow he's going to be talking. And I think we'll find out. I'll f- I'll think I make a determination of how unsatisfied he might really be tomorrow. If it doesn't come well, up at all, mm-hmm. I'm going to figure he's not unsatisfied at all because if he was, he'd want to if, talk about it. If he was, he'd want to talk about it, and this would be the exact well, place to do it.
2: I I'll just say this: I got a call to get to you real quick, so hang on one second, Johnny. We're going to get to you on the digs point. A lot is made about how he was angry at the end of the playoff game, and I might think the bigger problem is Chad Hall leaving. Why did Chad Hall leave? Mm-hmm. Why did the Bills receivers coach, who was very, very popular, why did he leave for a lateral a lateral move? Yep, went to a different team, better opportunity. Whether he likes the weather more, whether he and the head coach here, I don't know, had some sort of breaking up. Whatever, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but Chad Hall leaving to me is not nothing because Diggs didn't say anything about it, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's upset about it. Mm-hmm. Johnny. Calling in from work. What's up, Johnny?
0: Hey, buddy. Um, I visited you and Howard last week and gave you some gifts.
2: Oh, um, Johnny. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, buddy. Um, I tried to get a hold of you on Instagram, and I, I don't know. I think it failed. Anyway, my granddaughter loves the moon. <laughs> so, but, but she can't say, look at the full moon. She says, Grandma, look at the moon is filled. <laughs> so one day I said to her, you know what it's filled with? And she said, no, what's it filled with? I said, it's filled with milk. And she goes, no way. I go, you never had moon milk? And she said, no. So I said, you put a glass outside and check it in 15 minutes, and let's see if you get some moon milk. So we did, and she got the moon milk. And I said, what do you think? She didn't know, but we obviously filled the glass. And I said, what? She goes, Grandpa? This is the best milk I have ever had. I go, oh, <laughs> you like that moon milk. So you could try that with yeah.
2: your son. The only problem, though, Johnny, if you do that is all of a sudden you're like you're roped into that for a year where every time she asks. <laughs> oh, like, oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, abs- yeah.
2: We, we do it every time, every time. And it works every time. Nice. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, that's that is the one thing you have to decide is like, am I going to do a thing where I fool my child into something? Because then I will have to follow through on this. Yep, The truth it, it for, an, for an indefinite amount of time. Well, the truth comes out at some point. Yes, he loves the moon. Loves the moon. Loves ho- you know what he, you know what else. He, they both they like. They're at a point where it's about to be bedtime. They're supposed to go to bed, and now uh-huh. and now we're getting this. Watch hockey. <laughs> I, I watch. Ho- <laughs> I watch hockey. Uh huh. So I mean, he's waking up
4: to watch soccer in the morning and hockey
2: at night. And hockey. And at my night. daughter. My daughter nice. is too. Like there's she's she's very yep. much into the same stuff as well, but more. He's more about the Sabres. last two nights have played at 7.30. Yep. And, you know, I watch hockey. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he wants to play hockey while hockey's on TV. So we are very much, we're growing into the mini-sticks phase for him. Yep. Where he just wants to walk around the kitchen. He's got a little Sabres puck and Sabres stick, and it's a lot of that back and forth. Yep. Are you on your knees playing mini-sticks also at this point? It's not knees yet. I can just crouch down and do it because he's... It's not the games aren't that intense yet. Not yet. He doesn't quite know about scoring. He does know the scoring of the net, but he'll stand in front of the net. We just gotta kind of pass the puck back and forth. Okay. Because starting you know, with, all right. Starting with the passing. Yeah. Like when I rip yeah. when I rip it by him top corner, he's not <laughs> he's not discouraged. He doesn't seem to know <laughs> sure. that that a bad thing has just happened. Uh-huh. But I'm going bar down on this kid. No mercy. <laughs> Hey, Diggs just tweeted. I was just going to say that like 20 seconds ago.
4: Diggs just tweeted. He said, don't take things personal from people you don't know personally.
2: Is there any chance he's driving around listening right now? Zero, right? How funny. Point five. How funny is this, though? Like, we're talking about Diggs and, well, he's on the shop tomorrow. Yes. And the whole, what does it mean? This one's pretty straightforward. What does it mean? It means don't take things personal from people you don't know personally. And that's it. Doesn't that just, that's pretty But everybody is this is this also what Minnesota
4: was doing right before he got traded? I'm not that is not me to say that he's about to get traded, but this is just maybe you gotta sign up for this a little bit yeah. with Stefan Diggs. He's gonna tweet stuff and you gotta figure out if it means anything, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time it probably means nothing.
2: Yeah, I think so. Should I I mean the the contract and the cap hit make it so I don't even have to consider him being traded. Right, you don't even that, have to care about it. That said, Aren't the Packers about to trade Aaron Rodgers and take a $40 million cap hit?
4: They're about to spread it over two years, I would bet, which goes 15 and then 25. Unless they decide they want it for 40 in one year if they can afford it. Right. But remember, that's their big quarterback contract, so they're kind of on the hook for that either way. The Bills, I mean, Diggs, I don't even think, again, they can do the, the cap gymnastics to get out of it. That, that same, I guess, the same post-June 1 trade. Which is what the I'm guessing the the Packers would do with Rodgers. Diggs would be 11.8 million dollars against the cap in 2023, so they'd actually save eight million, and then next year he'd be on the books for 25.7, which is an insane number for somebody that's not on your team right now. So it'd have to get poisonous to ever get to that point, and I don't see nearly enough indication that that it's going to get to that point. Should I, but should I be thinking about his happiness for next year? Sure.
2: Yeah. I'll I'll say this about him tomorrow going on this show. I'm not focusing on his Instagram. Do not really care. Do not think it's an issue. But if he were to go ahead and say some really nice, rosy things about Josh Allen and the bills on Thursday, well, that'd be great. You know, he doesn't have to, but if he did, we could, we could put it to bed pretty quickly. All this stuff, right? Yes,
4: immediately. If he did it tomorrow night, then I don't think anybody would talk about it. I think part of the reason why people are talking about it is because he had a bunch of chances at Super Bowl week to do it, and did he
2: really not really avoid it? No, he kind of doubled down and simply has. Like I don't know what his, his conversations with McDermott have been, or with the coaches, or the GM. Like Bean, yeah, Bean has talked about it several times since it all happened and said. I'll take guys like that all the time. I want guys to be mad. So, you know, it's not like, I don't know that the GM is upset. He is publicly supporting the idea that you can be that emotional and care that much. He did it on Eric Wood's podcast. He's done it at press conferences, probably even on this station. So the GM has, you know, an olive branch or whatever, some version of support. It's not just by the way his relationship with Josh. I mean, Von Miller. D- Miller is
4: spoken about, right? Part one of the biggest reasons he came here was Diggs. Was Diggs and recruitment
2: from Diggs and knowing Diggs and and that's another part of this. Like and Diggs saying how great it was here,
4: right? Did exactly. That
2: change in a playoff game. Did that change in the second half of a season? I mean, if we're gonna go wild speculation, does he wish they changed their offensive coordinator? I mean, what are the what yeah. are the things that are different from telling Vaughn it's a best, it's a great place you want to be here? Yeah. Not even to say his opinion has changed, but if you want to make the case that it has, what's changed? The playoff loss, the Demar thing, which he was a leader there. He's a captain on this team. Yep. The he started not getting the ball as much down that, the stretch. That's true. He did get the ball less. They didn't throw to him in the big spots. He goes over to Allen in that playoff game. He's upset. He thinks other people should be more upset and the wide receiver coach leaves. Like right. that's is that that's all that we know that might have happened. In, right. be, in between But know. remember Vaughn is still here. Yep. And Vaughn's here for And Vaughn is taking pictures with Derrick Henry. <sighs> we got to bring it back to that again. And OBJ, I mean is, is Beckham in the mix? Where's Beckham stand right now? Isn't he in the exact same place he's been? Yeah, free agent.
4: Eight. I'm not. I'm not done on that. I still think that could happen. Do I need the Bills to not sign Edmonds though for that to happen? That's the thing I can't figure out because uh, the contract part of that is the, is the is the is the the biggest deal. But yeah, where does Beckham stand right now? The Cowboys are saying that they're the exact same place they were at last season, so they're still in on it. So but, he, he's probably a dust settles free
2: agent signing.
4: Maybe. I mean, he, he, he might, could
2: sign today. He could sign today. Shouldn't
4: but, he th- want to beat the market?
2: No. Well, he should want to, but why would anybody let him beat the market? Let's find out what we can get, who gets paid what, slot him in among all these other receivers, and if I'm a team out there looking for receiver help, I've will I've got these five options. Maybe Beckham is my sixth. Maybe he's my second. Maybe he's my let's find out how much DJ uh, Chark goes for. Let's find out how much um, Robert Wood signs for. And if you are Beckham... You know, the salary cap keeps going up and contracts keep going up. Last year, Christian Kirk was the one that got the stupid contract. Yes. Turns out he's really good, by the way, and might end up being worth but, that.
4: But not everybody does. Like, Juju, nope. two years in a row, has yeah. sought out that big contract. And got one year. And he got one year both times, and he had to settle. And I think, you know, is that is that what the Bills need? Or is that what you would need from the for the Bills to do that, is... Beckham searches around, nobody wants to give him the long-term contract because they're upset with the knee, or they're worried about the knee, and then he has to decide, okay, I'm doing a one-year deal. And he gets to a point where he says, one-year deal, one-year deal, where do I want to do that? That's when the Bills, you would think, come into the picture because of the relationship with Vaughn and Trey White and Diggs. And on top of that, he's already visited. And on top of that, if he wants to put
2: numbers up, I mean, you can go to the Chiefs. But this is near the top of the list. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. college basketball tournament season underway. We're going to talk with Brent Axe, who talks Syracuse sports, about SU. They play today against Wake Forest when we get back. I basically just want to ask Brent if it's time for Bayheim. I know you guys talked to Matt Park yesterday on the Extra yep. Point Show. Um, he does play-by-play for Syracuse. So we'll get Brent's thought on this, on uh, all things Beheim as my alma mater goes to another conference tournament needing to probably win it to make the ncaa tournament like is what it is and we're gonna give tickets away
4: right now to plantasia as well be caller five at two two one four wgr to win a four pack of tickets one day admission to western new york's premier garden and landscape show plantasia 2023 coming march 16th through the 19th at the fairgrounds event center in hamburg check out more info online at plantasianewyork.com or be caller five right now two two one four wgr
2: So Adam Schefter just said something, apparently, on uh, ESPN. We've seen Dove Kleinman. What's Dove short for?
4: Um, Is it short for something? Maybe it's not. Would it be short for...
2: I don't know. Maybe it's just Dove. Yeah, I guess it's sometime it could be a version of David in Yiddish. Anyway, he reports, or says, that Adam Schefter said... That the Bills are expected to lose Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds. That Adam Schefter says the Bills are expected to lose both. Which would be significant. Poyer not a surprise, but all of a sudden added up Poyer, Frazier, Edmonds. It's a lot of turnover on this Bills defense. We'll get to our Western Hotline. Brent Axe joining us. We're doing a little uh, college basketball preview and a bit of a local team. Brent, good morning. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you? I'm all right. Brent covers, of course, uh, well, lots of things. Talks a lot of things. Talks Bill sometimes. You'll be sure you have a take on the Poyer and Edmonds stuff there, but also, of course, uh, Syracuse basketball. They're in action today. They play Wake Forest. And I guess the fastest way to ask this, Joe, just asked me a moment ago: Is this Jim Beheim's last game?
3: The, it really could be. You know, if this is the first time I've, I've let that thought enter my head. You know, a lot of people were saying last year he was going to go out, losing season, his sons were graduating, nice little way to kind of walk off into the sunset. And I just was like, no way. You know, this guy just always thinks he's the answer to the question, but it it just feels more real now. I mean, they're going to finish with a winning record. you got to give them that. But if they don't win this ACC tournament, They don't go to the NCAA tournament. So that's three of the last four years you missed the tournament. And to be fair, one of those was a year they didn't have the tournament. But if they did, they weren't going to make that one. And it's five of the last nine. And, you know, Jim will be the first to tell you, Jeremy, that all that matters is the tournament. Well, what happens when Syracuse isn't making the tournament? So you combine that with some of the press conference mishaps and just a lot of stuff that's happened. And I think people are, are more ready to see it happen than ever. And the other question, Jeremy, is when is this contract end? Because nobody knows. As you know, Syracuse is a private school and they don't tell you that stuff because they don't have to. But I know it's either at the end of this year or next year. So there's a lot of things kinda coming to a head at this point. And you know, if they just bow out early today against Wake Forest, that could just be the final nail in the coffin, so to say, to be like, Okay, let's let's turn the page
2: here. Yeah. On you know his press conference mishaps, I want to draw a little bit of a, a comparison, kind of to Brady, if I could, and I, I don't mean that Brady's been the same way, but watching Tom Brady this year watch, was like watching a man exhausted that I couldn't believe he was going through it again, and I get the same kind of vibe from from Jim Beheim, like, man, you're still doing this, you look miserable. Is he miserable, or does he just, you know, Belichick sometimes gives this off? But anybody you talk to in New England says it's his life; it's what he loves to do. Even if he looks miserable, he's not; he's happy. He's coaching. So, um, do you think he's had enough when you when you talk about the press conference and and the results? Like it can't it can't be as fun as it used to be for him.
3: You know, when Jim went through a lot of those, you know, confrontations, picking on student reporters and, and some of the things that he said. You know the ridiculous statement he made that he thought he was off the record with Pete Sammel. He's still in the fight, and Jim's still a fighter. To his credit, at 78 years old, that man is as competitive as ever. So when he walks in that press conference, you know he's still in the fight. The juices are flowing. Look at the four-game losing streak, and they got just absolutely bombed in those four games. And watch those press conferences. He's humble. He's defeated. He's not somebody that knows he can go in there and pick a fight because he just lost by 20. You know, they lost those four games by an average of 19. So when he's in the fight, he's confrontational, and he's going to challenge any notion that what he did is wrong, wrong lineup, wrong, you know, like he's just, he's, he wants to be in, in a fight in that post-game press conference. So they win Saturday, and Jeremy, I mean, you know, go back to 2003, and Jeremy Mac, uh, Jerry McNamara, Hakeem Warwick, everybody's feeling great. Everybody's feeling, what a great day, right? They win a game for the first time in four. Everybody's just, you know, nostalgia is a hell of a drug, as we know. And Jim's got to go in that press conference and just spout off, and he he went to our world, and he said, none of the people here call sports radio shows. And did a little rant about that, which, of course, is completely ridiculous. I can name you 20 people that call my show that were at that game, Right. So it's just this pettiness and these little things that still stick in his craw after all this time. So it's what you said: is it good because it still bugs him and he's still competitive, like Belichick, like Brady, or is it just kind of uh, run its course?
2: Brent, when it comes to all these failures, like you know, five out of nine years, what has happened to the program? I mean, for me, my my answer is always: since they've gone to the ACC, they haven't been the same. They haven't competed. They compete in the the NCAA tournament. But in the ACC, what's their highest finish? Is it 4th? I mean, they just they don't rate in the ACC. Is that it? Like what, is it Jim not getting the level of recruits? I mean, what has happened to the program that it has gotten to this point?
3: It's a combination of things. One is the ACC. There's no question about it. We've got a 10-year sample space here, and they haven't finished higher than 6th in the league other than their first year. And that was their first year in the league, guys, when they came to Buffalo and lost to Dayton by two points as a high seed which was a pretty surprising loss for them but it's been double digit losses ever since the 2015 sanctions took away a lot of recruiting visits and that put a dent in recruiting and look 2016 they barely get in the tournament they make a run to the final four 2018 same thing they barely get in the tournament they make a run to the sweet 16 2021 they make a run to the sweet 16 what do all these things have in common It was the last stand of the zone defense. The zone intimidates nobody anymore. You can just bomb threes on it. Every team can shoot threes now at every position. So that adds into it. But I really think it's just they stepped up in the ACC, and now you're competing with Duke, North Carolina, Virginia for the same players, and you're just not getting the level of talent. Now, they still get great players. Judah Mintz this year is a prime example of that. I mean, this kid is one of the best freshmen in the league. But given the circumstance we're in now, everybody's wondering if he's, A, going to go to the NBA or, B, go to the transfer portal, which is the other thing that has put a dent in what Syracuse does. Not that they haven't gone into the portal. They've had players from the portal. But you just can't put a team together in the traditional way. Look at the ACC this year, Jeremy. Pittsburgh was terrible last year. They go in the portal. They find a bunch of players. They nearly win the whole thing. Syracuse went the traditional, let's go get six freshman route. And you're kind of seeing the results of it. They're stuck in the middle, right? They're always are always eight, nine, seven in the league. They're not winning the league. They're not at the bottom of the league. But, you know, they're just kind of stuck right here in the middle of the ACC ever since they entered this league. And it's been 10 years now.
2: Brent Naxx joining us on Syracuse basketball today, noon, right? It's no, noon tip against Wake Forest. Got it, yep. All right, Brent. Thanks very much. Great job as always. And uh, I guess go Orange.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what... Pretty much everybody at Syracuse, New York has been saying, Jeremy, I guess. Yeah, Go Orange. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be on as always.
2: Thanks, Brent. Uh, Yeah. Go Orange, I guess. Hey, for the other teams in the local area, so tomorrow's a big day. UB plays Akron tomorrow at 630. Niagara Mm -hmm. plays tomorrow night at 930. They're the five seed in the MAAC tournament against Siena. So you got those. How about hockey, by the way? niagara purple eagles yeah down to the final four here niagara plays canisius in a best of three that'll be this weekend at uh i believe it's at harper center not bad okay nice it's a good sports weekend it is for local stuff too so you got some basketball you got some hockey niagara knocked off uh it was a Mer- mercyhurst in three games last week all right what else what else do we have to get to um do you know who's favored to pick number one overall next year in the NFL draft? Want to, um, want to, want to guess? Ooh. The favorite to pick first next year. It's got to be Houston again. It is not. Houston is third in the odds. Really? Yep. Okay, so the
4: worst team by expectation for next season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. Is it someone else in the NFC
2: South? Bucks Bucs are sixth.
4: Really? Yep. I mean, they've got veterans still, I guess. Um...
2: It would be amazing if it was New England, but it can't be, right? That'd be too good? Nope. Not New England. Not in the top... Uh, Chicago eight. again? Bears are fourth. Green Bay? No. Um, am I missing someone obvious? I don't know how obvious it is, to be totally honest. It'll come down to who they... Carolina? Carolina's the answer. I don't love that bet. They. The division is soft.
4: Yeah, and their roster... Pretty good, isn't it? Like, their whole line is supposed to be pretty good. DJ Moore's great. They've got guys on defense that are that are talked about as talented.
2: They got better as soon as they fired Matt Rule. PJ Walker beat yeah. Tom
4: Brady in a football game this year. That happened. He could tell his grandkids, I beat Tom Brady. What are they going to end up with, quarterback though? Right. But are they going to end up with a rookie? Is that why? Like, are they going to be the team that drafts Will Levis and he's the most. Unreliable of all the rookies right now. Okay. Who's second in the odds? Colts. The Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I don't really have a good answer for who should be below them. I answered Houston first. Just because I think they have the worst roster in football still. But they have picks, so maybe they'll and maybe they'll get a great quarterback right away. Carolina. The division
2: is so easy. Yeah, you would think. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Um Snow on the way this weekend, too. Friday looking like three to four inches. We'll get a call in. Mike in a car. What's up, Mike?
1: Hey, Jeremy. Uh, I just wanted to follow up on the Syracuse basketball thing. Um, I want to analogize the Syracuse lacrosse. I mean, Syracuse lacrosse had always been one of the top programs in the country. Um, John Desco was the coach. He was somebody who had been there for a long time, but he'd become a dinosaur. Um, They're recruiting classes for the last four or five years before he left were just mediocre at best, and they were getting killed. They were in the ACC. They weren't doing anything. They changed coaches to Gary Gate uh, two years ago, and they've had the top recruiting class in the country the last two years. I I think that has a lot to do with Syracuse basketball. I think kids are looking at Bayheim as a dinosaur. He's been there forever. He's crotchety. He's just, you know, it's not – the game has changed. These kids have so many opportunities now. I mean, my son plays lacrosse at Loyola, Maryland, and, you know, you get – they have so many opportunities to go to so many different places that these coaches really can't rely upon oh, this is Syracuse basketball anymore. Yeah. Um, they And I really think Beheim's a dinosaur. Uh, I can't stand the way he responds to the press and stuff, but I think kids look at that and say, you know, I don't want to play for him. And I know that's one of the, one of the reasons my kid didn't go to Syracuse, because Vesco was a coach. He was a kid. He was a guy who was just crotchety just you know uh you know he just didn't interact well with with kids and uh you know we had heard that he was on his last legs and, and i'm sure a lot of these kids are looking at Beheim and saying is he going to be around Cause the last thing in the world you want to be recruited by a coach and the coach leaves and now you got a new coach with his new recruits and you're not playing so yeah well just my two cents
2: yeah thanks mike and you know there's two ways to make this point you can make this point about the nfl you make Mm -hmm. this point about a lot you make this point about the nhl right think about the kind of coach don granado is versus the kind of coach that dan bilesma was Mm -hmm. versus you know yelling at young players belittling how about mike babcock and the stories of what he did to the young leafs players so it's true of a lot of sports and you could take it down two roads joe you could either say these kids today don't know how to be coached uh-huh. and there might be some truth but the reality is you could try and you know bang your head against a wall fixing that or you can adapt and just be better and find coaches that they will respond to and the and, guys that are winning are the ones that are adapting yep yeah the people that are yeah like how many how many crazy disciplinarian hockey coaches exist torts how's it, how's, how's his team Terrible. Horrendous. Yeah, who else? Like, the Flyers are stuck in the dark ages. By the way, Tony D'Angelo plays for the Flyers, yeah. and he's going to get suspended. He's a hearing he, today. He's, a, he's a hearing today for, I'm going to see if I can read this correctly, for spearing another player in the... The nether region. The perfect strangers. The just the ten of us. What am I... Did you see the clip? I did see the clip. It's a pretty egregious It's the kind of... You should never play again. Yeah. If this NHL were serious, they'd say you're off. You should never play again. You can't do that. I mean, imagine a sport that has
4: sticks as weapons. Right. And you're just like in any other in any other place on planet Earth where someone does that, it's assault. Yeah.
2: It is one of the things about hockey that sometimes drives me nuts. Like some of the toughest, rattiest guys take the cheapest shots. Yeah. It's so like I can't even believe it. It still happens, but and it, he's not uh, someone where you can't believe it. Though, really, right? of course not. No, yeah, of course not. So we'll see. He'll, he'll get uh, a five thousand dollars fine, and <laughs> uh, you know, back with the Flyers. He'll tomorrow. get.
4: I I don't I don't know I, him especially. This once in a while, the NHL decides. You know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna go hard on this one. Rafi Torres once upon a time got like a thirty game suspension. I'm not saying he'll get thirty games, but yeah, I, right. I bet this one will be stronger
2: than you think. Best example, Brian tweets in. Lindy Ruff used to be hard-nosed coach 15 years ago, and what is he now? He's got one of the youngest teams in the NHL. They're super good. Yep. I saw Lindy on camera yesterday. He looks the same. Older, but the same. It's the mustache. We have a new Diggs tweet. Okay. Your facial expression implies that it's interesting. I mean, like, listen, this guy is... Is he playing if, if, games? If there's anything he's better at than catching footballs, it's tweeting things to get people to say, what does it mean? He tweets, it's just business. Don't take it personal. Oh, <laughs> man. You don't have to. Tra- that sh- one is on another level. Though. What do you mean? And how about this? He tweeted it twice. Once with a comma. Once with the three dots. What does that mean? Wow. Changing punctuation and tweeting twice. What? What could it mean? Don't you remember the day we had a day in here where I tweeted a thing that I thought could be interpreted a number of ways I like, could see how many times people ask what this means. I just tweeted out like some phrase. or something. I forget what it was. I sent out a cryptic tweet just to see what would happen. Yeah, a, po- uh, a chess piece. That's right. It was a chess piece.
4: I'm doing it again right now. All right. The ge- are you going to do the same thing? Chess piece. Chess piece? Yeah. Is there like an emoji that implies business that isn't the chess piece? Chess um, piece, I guess,
2: would work. All right, let's do chess piece hourglass alien <laughs> yes that works <laughs> chess piece hourglass alien I gotta find the chess piece okay where the heck is the chess piece do you have the little search function where you can just search chess oh yeah probably It's probably the way to do it it's okay, just chess business p- don't take it personal chess though. piece uh, how am I gonna find the hourglass time yeah hourglass yep and then alien boom okay there's my cryptic tweet man Ex- extend those <laughs> Elite. Elite. The Dolphins will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. Mike fully believes two is the fit for his system. Yeah, we we knew that was coming along. All right, that was from yesterday. Extendo Sports and then uh, the Extra Point Show here on WGR.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to
2: every MLB game live. In the deep left center field that is high. It is far and is kind.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
2: The Midwest League home run leader.
0: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550.
2: 2020 Sports.
1: Extendo
2: Sports. So Extendo Sports, couple things. One, yesterday was the anniversary of Terrell Owens signing with the Bills. March 7th, 2009. I know that because Facebook just told me that I was on First Take.
1: How many you, years ago today? You were
2: on First Take? 14 years ago today. Now for, Yeah, First Take. Wow. ESPN, they dialed up and had me talk about Terrell Owens. Yep. Like as a call-in? No, as like a... Go to. Let's go to Buffalo. I was on camera. Oh I was wow! On camera. Is there video evidence of this somewhere?
4: <laughs> Other than like some closet with VHS tapes at ESPN?
2: <laughs> Sal has responded to my cryptic tweet with a cryptic tweet. Love it. That's how you do it. That's, that is how you do it. How did he do it? Uh, he's got a surprised face, an alarm clock, and a key. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? We had to, uh, Other things I had to tidy up here. Adam Schefter reporting both Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poirier. The Bills were expected to lose them both. So that's a little bit of a yep. preview going into free agency. Missed our conversation with Joe Marino today. It was a good one. Always is. Uh, so find that. What do we got tomorrow, Joe? Sabres and Stars?
4: Sabres and Stars at 7 o'clock. We've got the first round of the players. The
2: players. I can tell you all about Sawgrass, or what I remember about it at least. Yep. More conference tournament action tomorrow as well. i look up the number. How many balls are hit into the water at 17 every year? I think it was like 100,000.
4: 100, 100,000?
2: Yeah. That's They could
4: sell all of those. You would think. Also, did you see the rumors about NHL expansion? Houston, Houston, and Atlanta for a third time, Great. to go to 34 teams, which inevitably might make you wonder, hmm, two expansion teams if that happens. Sabers are finally going to get good, and they're going to lose three guys, or they're going to lose two guys. Well, because we need 34
2: teams in the I, National I, Hockey League. I mean, League. listen, the Sabers could set an NHL record for a number of expansion teams to make the playoffs in their own drought. We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be <laughs> right. at two after this year, right? Right, it's only two. It's It'd be two. It'd be Vegas
4: and Seattle's going to make it this year. If I told you in 2011, hey, Atlanta's going to make the playoffs before you do. Actually, you might believe it because the Thrashers were still in the NHL when the right. Sabres last made the playoffs. Yeah, that's
2: right. All right, back to it on Thursday against the Dallas Stars. Hopefully they can you know, stack some wins, get back in this thing. Extendo Sports is on the way here on WGR.